1: absolutely anybody could be like mary be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner welcome to an all-new season of the true crime never sleeps podcast this season, we're diving into some of the most unusual missing person cases from the shocking disappearance of Charlie Ross to the American Dyatlov Pass disappearances. Today we're discussing the 43 missing Iguala students. September 26, 2014. 43 male students were kidnapped from Iguala, Mexico. Now this case is huge, I could spend days going through all the information available, so I'm not going to be able to include everything. But, if there's anything that you guys want to share, or feel is important in this case that I did not mention, please leave it in the comments below. I'm sure everybody reading this would love to hear it. Now this case is kind of mind-boggling, to be honest, because 43 human beings were taken and have never been seen again. This case affects so many people, especially all the families of these 43 people and the people at their school. There are a few theories as to what happened, but nobody truly knows what happened to these men. On the 26th of September, 2014, over 100 students from the Rural Teachers College, which happens to be known for its radical political stance and had been involved in some political demonstrations. The school was established to provide free education to young people in the most impoverished regions of Mexico. who then would go on to teach in rural farming areas. The students were actually heading to a nearby town called Iguala, where they were going to protest a function which was being held by the mayor of Iguala, Jose Luis Barca, and his wife, Maria de Los Angeles Pineda Villa, They were set to protest the discriminatory hiring processes of teachers. The function was being held in Iguala, which was one of the most dangerous regions in Mexico, due to the drug cartels. They were also planning to raise funds for a trip to Mexico City, where they were going to march to commemorate the anniversary of 1986, I know I'm going to butcher this, Toledo massacre, where a large number of students were killed by the security forces in the capital. At around 6 p.m., they had it out, they were first going to commandeer some buses so they could actually get to where they wanted to go. This is actually a real common practice. These students would steal buses, or borrow them. They would take a bus, use it to get where they needed to go, and then they would bring it back. They didn't actually have government funding, so they weren't able to charter these buses themselves. They would kind of make a deal with bus drivers, and this was necessary to get to their protest and necessary to their education and in their funding efforts, the bus companies and authorities also seemed to tolerate this practice. Bus drivers were instructed to stay with the buses so that they could ensure their safe return. So they loaded up two buses that they had already previously commandeered. One of them went to go sit on a highway across from a restaurant called La Palma. And the other one went to go and sit near a toll booth closer to Iguala. So they spoke to a driver out here to take them as long as he could make a quick stop at Iguala Central Bus Station, so that he could drop off the passengers that he already had. When they arrived at the station, the driver left and was speaking to security guards. While the students tried to get out, it turns out that he had actually locked them in. The students from the other two buses showed up to help them. They broke windows to get the students out of the bus. They then managed to commandeer another three buses, bringing them up to five buses. At 9.30, they left to go to the process. Three of the buses went towards the northern beltway, and two went south. At the time, what they didn't know is that the police were tracking their every movement. State police, federal police, and the Mexican army were all tracking their movements from the very beginning at 6 p.m. when they left. Several police cars actually started following the three buses that were heading north. One police truck actually cut the bus off, forcing it to stop. A Few students got out, tried to like physically move the police truck. This is when police started firing warning shots into the sky, and students started smashing windows of the police truck. They then go back into the bus and drove around the police truck. Police were firing them, following them, firing shots at the bus. As many as ten police vehicles were actually chasing them at this point. Another police truck cut the bus off, forcing it to stop again. The students once again got out tried to physically move the bus, which is when police started actually shooting at the students. Aldo Gutierrez was shot in the head and left brain dead. So the other students ran and hid behind the bus because the police were still shooting at them. At 9.48 p.m., a call was made to an emergency dispatch number, and eventually an ambulance came and managed to take the three students that had been shot and another student who suffered an asthma attack and rushed them to a nearby hospital. Police officers forced the student and bus driver out onto the street and made them lie down on the ground with their head, hands on their heads. They loaded them into six or seven police trucks and put heads over their heads. They then drove away and those students were never seen again. One of the buses heading south was also stopped at 9.40 when a police truck cut them off. They started throwing tear gas in and shooting bullets into the bus. They then took the students from that bus and loaded them into the patrol trucks again. Those students, along with the ones from the northern bus that were taken, have never been seen again. They make up the 43 missing Iguala students. Officers also intercepted the other bus that was heading south, but they already heard what was happening to the other four buses, so they were prepared. There were 14 students on the bus. They stopped. They were asked to get off the bus while holding a gun at them and a flashlight. As they began to get off the bus, they started running into the woods that were nearby. They managed to find shelter with a nearby resident at 11 p.m. Police also stopped a bus that was carrying a high school soccer team. They believed it was another one of the student buses. Armed men intercepted the bus, causing the driver to lose control, and they ended up pinned against the road or the ground. The police were shooting at them as they were yelling out they were just a high school soccer team and that they were unarmed. The police didn't seem to care, so they kept shooting and they killed the bus driver. They killed one of the high school soccer players who was only 15 years old. They injured eight other players. They also shot and killed a 40-year-old woman who was just riding in a taxi nearby, so she wasn't even included in the whole fiasco. Over 60 shell casings were found at the scene. Some of them actually were from high-powered assault rifles. still unclear and undetermined, what happened to these 43 missing students, where they are, and why these buses were attacked. Now we can get into some theories. The first theory is that the mayor and his wife were behind the whole thing. In 2010, federal authorities were investigating him and his wife for illegal enrichment, but no charges were actually filed. Iguala residents also say that his 2000 election took intimidation and fear to a whole new level. Less than a year into his term, a well-known activist, Archer Hernandez, was killed. The driver said that he was the one who pulled the trigger. The investigation against him came to a halt. Maria is believed to have organized the entire event that the students were going to protest as a way to kick off his election campaign. Maria herself was actually related or known to be related to well-known cartel members. Two two of her brothers were known to be high-level operators of the city. Sinaloa, and Beltran Olivia cartels. The Attorney General also revealed that not only was she related to them, but they also had a monetary incentive to be friendly with the gangs. It was theorized that the mayor got the police to kidnap the students and hand them over to the Guerreros Unidos gang. In an interview on the 29th of September, the man claimed that he had knowledge of the attacks and didn't even find out until his assistant told him. He also said that it wasn't possible that he had anything to do with it, because he was at his event, and then he had an after-party. Barca requested a 30-day leave of absence, which the Guala City Council approved. Shortly after, when federal agents raided his house, they found that he was nowhere to be found, and that he and his family had actually fled. But they were still hiding somewhere in Mexico City. A month later, they were found and arrested. They actually weren't arrested for the Iguala mass kidnappings. They were arrested for the murder of the activists. And the second final theory is that the Mexican gang kidnapped the students. Thinking they were a rival gang, or that these students had angered them in some way by not paying extortion money. The government claims that the police from Iguala and actually kidnapped the students. They then took them to an area named Loma de Corte, where they handed them over to Guerrero Guerreros Unidos. The gang is actually known for kidnapping, extortion, and drug trafficking. They believe were part of the rival gang were shot to death one by one, and then their bodies were thrown into a pit and then set on fire. In October 2014, a mass grave was found in Iguala with 28 bodies. The number ended up climbing to several more. They believe it contained bodies from the missing 43 students. Police issued a statement that they attested tested the remains, and none of them belonged to the 43 missing students. On the same day, an additional four mass graves were found in the same area containing an unknown amount of bodies, but none of them contained bodies of the 43 missing students. There are also reports that point to the federal forces having something to do with the mass kidnappings. They have said that based on unpublished testimony and reports, videos, and judicial statements that the federal police actively contributed to the disappearance. Some also accused the Mexican army of direct involvement in the kidnapping. In 2014, 22 officers were arrested in connection with the Madison shootouts. And also for their connection in the disappearance, they actually brought in and questioned 280 police officers in their investigation all of whom were let go, except for 22 that were arrested. The investigations concluded that 16 of these 22 officers hadn't used firearms against the students. Of course, there is so much information that I couldn't include in this episode because it would just go for so long. I tried to include the main findings in the investigation, but not the actual investigation itself because there was a lot of information in the investigations. I also just trying to include the main theories and all the information about what actually happened. So if there's anything that you find important that I've missed, please comment down below. I'd love to see it. Please let me know your thoughts on what you think happened, any theories you have, maybe some theories that I missed, but out or didn't have enough information on. Thank you for watching this episode of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to this video. Thank you. will see you.
0: Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off